and welcome to The Garden, a podcast for spiritual seekers. I'm Jody Fletcher of The David Connection, and this is a show about how to connect to nature and the planet in ways that will enable deeper and greater healing for you and for us all. Hello, friends. It's been a fairly mild winter here so far, but today the winds are howling and we're finally supposed to be getting a good covering of snow. Temperatures in the coming days are going to be closer to what we've come to expect in January, well below freezing, but thankfully not in the minus Fahrenheit range. We've had pockets of sunshine as well, which is not terribly characteristic for this part of the world during this part of the year. Even with all these brighter, warmer spots, Mom and I find ourselves restless. Winters are long here, even when they're not as cold and not as snowy, and we were watching one day slip into the next, over and over, without any real distinction. We came up with a plan, which is actually fairly simple. We are doing something every day that makes our hearts happy. Maybe what makes our hearts happy won't be the same as what makes yours happy, but I hope this story can encourage you to think about what that might be if like us, you're starting to feel a bit stir-crazy in these midwinter months. If it's not winter where you are, maybe just soak up some sun for us or go outside and smell a flower and then tell me all about it so I can live vicariously and dream about my own sunny days and flower friends to come. And maybe this can encourage you to plan ahead for your slower season. Maybe you won't have to start climbing the walls before you think of how you want to fill your dark months. Mom is one of those people whose heart is happy when everything is tidy and orderly. She flourishes in a world where everything has a place and loves to return everything to its place each night before bed. She lived like this when she lived alone, and the way she fit everything she owned into closets was a work of art. My father was a disgusting monster. (laughs) That sounds so harsh, but really, he was the grossest person I've ever seen in real life. (laughs) It got progressively worse over the years, to the point where the apartment he lived in after he and my mom got divorced was a one-bedroom litter box. He slept on a filthy bare mattress, and once when I cleaned that apartment, there was what I can only guess was like a rotting hunk of ham or something, I'm not entirely sure, just left in the kitchen sink. I won't even mention the bathroom. I feel like these two halves, the parts I inherited from each of them, are doing battle within me, like 50% of my DNA is the proverbial angel on my shoulder and the other half the devil, each whispering to me about how I should live my life. I always lean towards the angel, and since mom and I have been living together, I've been working to be more like her in all the ways of tidiness and organization. Truth is, I've been working my whole life to be more like her and less like my dad in every respect possible, but that's another story for another day. The examples I grew up with, the opposing ends of the spectrum that I inherited, are extreme. (laughs) And balancing this within myself is one of my lessons. I mean no value judgment here, I want to be clear. It's not tidy is good, untidy is bad. Though I do think it is probably not healthy to live in a place covered in cat feces, and my dad did end up getting evicted, so that's probably another reason why it's not a great idea to live like him. I digress again, my point being, clutter isn't bad unless it makes the person you live with sad. Tidiness is mom's love language, and paying more attention is a way I can show her respect by doing something I know is important to her. 
I've never been quite as disgusting as my dad, I do feel compelled to say. But I have realized that the bits I've inherited from him do present themselves and in weird ways, like how I just don't see certain things. Messes can be completely invisible to me, but I'm trying to train myself to notice them more, to pay attention, and to actually do something about them. Because it makes my mom's heart happy, but also I've realized it makes mine happy too. My more angelic side loves organizing, and when that Marie Kondo show came out a couple years ago, I dove right in. Oh, and those ladies from the home edit, I love them too. I'm really good at organizing closets and cupboards and drawers, by the way, and it delights me every time I open one to see all those contents lined up and grouped so beautifully. So I'm taking this to mean that the mom half is winning the battle. We recently implemented a schedule around here because we needed some structure and also because there are things we want to get done that we weren't getting done otherwise. We've never fully recovered from, and by that I mean unpacked after, our big home renovation last year. So there are still a few boxes of things around, and it's all the annoying stuff like old files we need to sort through. Oh, and our basement. The basement is full of stuff waiting to be sorted and organized and tidied. And we never say to each other, you know what, let's go to the basement and do some tidying, even though it's something we really want to have a tidy basement. So we figured out a schedule for each day of the week. We always did our laundry every Friday, (laughs) and it was weird how nice it felt to have an anchor every single week. So we started thinking about the other things that are important to us and gave each of them a day. We have a day for cooking and one for baking and another day for organizing. And the basement gets its own day every week too. We don't overdo it. Even if we just spend an hour on each thing that week, we consider it a success. And we give ourselves a bit of flexibility for days we don't feel good or need extra rest. This is not an exercise in self-punishment. It's an act of self-love. It feels really good to be getting this stuff done each week, and the progress as we look around is really uplifting. This also came to be because we were starting to feel lost, adrift in our weeks, with nothing to distinguish one day from the next. Except laundry day, of course. The days were passing by in a blur, and without any structure, we were getting kind of depressed. Back in the olden days when both of us worked extremely hard, that kind of unstructured life probably would have sounded like a dream come true. But the reality of it over time turned out to be kind of sad for us. With both of us having our autoimmune moments, sometimes it's really hard to do the things that need to be done. So we've both learned a lot about respecting our bodies and what they're telling us, taking time around that, and letting ourselves go as slow as we need to with everything we do. But I think we're both finding that we actually have more energy for things now that we have this little schedule. Maybe it's the infusion of pride we feel having done things that are important to us, giving us a little bit more life force. I don't know, but it's great. In the summer, things will shift again, and we won't have time or need for our schedule. We'll be out in the garden every day, growing and tending and celebrating. Those are our busy months, as they're meant to be but our slow months were getting too slow. And there's only so many Hallmark movies you can watch before you're on the verge of losing your mind. We needed breaks from our breaks, a bit of structure for this unstructured time. This week, 
I just want to encourage you to take a few moments to think about what you can do for yourself to make your own heart happy. Even if it's just a few moments each day spent doing something you love, take those moments. The joy of it is so healing and so uplifting. Friends, thank you for listening. I hope this week is filled with these moments of joy and clarity, that you find ways to make your heart happy, and that those moments give you a boost and add to your life force. If you enjoyed this episode, I wonder if you would please consider liking it or sharing it with others, and maybe even leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. And the comments section is always open now. Our new home on Substack allows us to keep the conversation going through comments on individual episodes or a general discussion in chat, which is like a lovely group message board. Feel free to pop on over and start a thread if there's anything you want to chat about. If you'd like to spend more time in the garden, you can also sign up as a paid subscriber and for a very small fee, have access to our monthly garden parties on Zoom. It's a nice chance to gather, hold space, and support each other. Or if you're seeking a bit of one-on-one guidance and need some clarity on the questions that are in your heart and on your mind, my schedule is open for private readings. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and I hope this finds you well and thriving. I'll chat with you again next week.